0: On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is,
1: Adam Scott.
0: Expect anything different?
2: Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In
1: your life have you seen anything
0: like that? Welcome to the Clubhouse. Yeah, good everyone. Welcome to the Clubhouse. My name's Julian Bard. Great to have your company wherever you might be across Australia. Mark Allen is here as well. Marco. Well, we predicted last week on the show that you might be heading into the final round of the Vic Open, maybe with a two-shot lead and just in the final group, but well, as we welcome you to the show, it wasn't to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just a small misjudgment on my <laughs> behalf, this only slightly. A couple of seventy sixes. Mm. pretty disappointing really, uh, 152s halfway to 304 and you're shooting the 300s in this game and you are a chopper, it is fair to say, so... Um, I didn't disgrace myself. It was pretty windy down there, but uh, disappointed all the same. I, I thought... Tough condition. I thought I'd play better, Jules. I, my preparation well, was were, as good as it could possibly have been. You were confident going in. I just found a little putting <laughs> key. But, mate, I just could not... I could not hit the ball close with my irons. I just couldn't get it close. And then... Um, I just, nothing was going in from 20 feet. Like, I'm talking nothing. How many putts did you hit? I hit 11 greens both days and 33 putts both days. And right. shot 76 both days. So, pretty disappointing. Pretty poor. <laughs> pretty poor performance. Um, it's funny, you now. Every time I felt like I was going to make a boost, so I only made four birdies for the for the two days of golf. But every time I felt like there was a birdie right there for the taking... Uh, it just wasn't the birdie. The only birdies I made, I knocked it on a couple of par fives that were screaming their wind. Yep. Two putted both of them for birdie. Well done. Yep. Um I hit a pitching wedge to six inches from a fairway bunker and made a birdie um, and a chip in, a chip in from over the back of a hole. <laughs> I mean seriously. <laughs> That's not bad. So there was not a tough the, week. the longest a putt, tough week. the longest putt, the longest one putt that I had for birdie was six inches.
0: Nice.
1: Pathetic. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's con- life. That's life.
0: Congratulations to Kiwi veteran Michael Long, who oh, yeah. was the eventual winner. We'll get to that yeah. uh, very shortly. A few things from the and week. And Georgia, yeah, Georgia Hall, too. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, she did moment. well. Yep. Winner of the women's tournament at yeah, the Vic just Open. Just a teenager. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Now, a few things from this week, Marco. Ricky Fowler should uh, put the driver away if he ever plays the par 4 17th again at the Phoenix. Open.
1: what the hell was he doing? I, I mean, mean really? everybody. Everybody. He's one of the longest hitters going around and I know what he's doing. I mean, and, and the commentator, you know the the, the shot tracker? the yeah. ball, that's That's been fantastic for golf. Yeah. So the pros, the guys there were saying because there's water all the way down the left uh, where the green is, the pros, or the commentators are saying, oh, well, he'll start this out to the right. The last place he wants to go is anywhere right. But he didn't. He started at the water and, and just hit a slight fade back which means he was trying to take something off his driver because normally he hits a, a draw. Can it fades, But normally he hits a draw. But, at the front of that green is this big dip, and his ball landed on the downslope of the dip. Yep. Uh if it doesn't, if it doesn't land on that downslope, if it lands on just before the downslope, or in the bottom of the downslope, or even better on the upslope,
0: yeah,
1: it would have popped up and probably probably made eagle. He probably would have held the putt, made eagle, That's and walks away with the win. Yep. But he just landed on the downslope, the only place. So, look, I, I think he was a little bit unlucky but I still wouldn't have hit the driver. Yep. I, I think he should Especially have. Especially the second time. Especially the second time. Okay,
0: we'll get to more on the Phoenix what Open hell. very shortly. And uh, the win there from Hideki Matsuyama. Congratulations yeah, well, to him.
1: Just a young man as well.
0: Uh, other thing, we, Melbourne sporting crowds, we talk about them being the best in sport. Mm. There's a rival, I reckon. Phoenix Open golf. Oh. 200,000 people through the gates on one day, Marco. Yeah, this That's tournament extraordinary scene.
1: This tournament, the 16th hole. That started off as a bit of a frat party, fraternity yep. party, you know, so the f- one one of the big schools, there's Arizona and Arizona State. Uh and they used to make that hole their own and it used to be basically a frat party. Yep. And you know, at the start it was pretty good. You know, a 1,000 thousand kids turned mm-hmm. up and drank beer all day and Yep. Had a bit of a giggle and a laugh and blah, blah, blah. And then the next year it got a bit bigger. Then the frats from one side of the hole thought that they had to outdo the other guys on the other side of the hole. And it has now morphed into something that's pretty spectacular. And now there is talk that they're actually going to build a stadium, yeah. a permanent stadium, and have dot races and you know all that kind of stuff that you see at the baseball. Mm-hmm. you know. But it's turned into something very special um i would love to, you know if if they leave the stadium if they actually build the stadium around 16 it, it would be a destination golf course all of a sudden a bit like um, you know TPC Sawgrass the island the island hole that we're going to see that in may pretty soon that tournament um everyone wants to go and play the island hole i, think, I reckon now 16 it's it's become exactly that where people actually want to go and and see and feel what it's like to be in that stadium um, and it would be so easy just, you know, to leave the lights on when people are there and have the dot races and, you know, I'm sure there'd be some people happy to drink beer in the stadium and go hurl abuse at the locals or you know, the visitors playing. So I reckon it'd be good. Yep. I reckon it'd be good.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's, go, well let's get stuck into the, the Phoenix Open right now, Marco. Yeah. Because it was a fascinating finish to the tournament. Hideki Matsuyama wins a four-hole playoff against yep. Ricky Fowler. Fowler had a two-shot lead going into the 17th. And then, as we the said, hit it in the water. Matsuyama makes birdie. Fowler it, makes bogey.
1: Can we say he hit it into water? He actually hit a good shot. He did. So, he hit a good shot and rolled off you, the back into the water. In case
0: you're wondering what he did, he... It's a reachable green with a yep. driver. He smoked it, um, a little cut. Little cut. Hit, hit. It's uh, a down it slope at the front, and he he sort of picks up his tee. Goes, yep, that's nice. That's done. Tournament over. And then it's rolling and rolling yep. and rolling and rolling, and goes over the back of the green into the water. Yeah, and he chipped up, and two putted five. Ends up making a bogey. Matsuyama, who was two shot back, two shots back, just comes up short of the green. Three wood
1: to the front of the green, chips, chips
0: up, birdie the back even, yeah. they go up 18 and Matsuyama has an 18 footer for birdie, drains it, yeah. all the pressure on Fowler and he makes a 10 footer for birdie. How it was that part went in,
1: I don't know, it should have,
0: it, it was right, it was right, it, it was looked, right and then it just,
1: just Somehow it came back in, yep. big right lip, yep. clearly.
0: We've all had that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a big right lip, then what happened the next time, I think they might have Yeah, oh, look it was a good playoff, yep. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Next time there is a playoff for this tournament...
0: Oh, well, that was my next point. What is it's the like, story?
1: Just go to the 16th.
0: Why didn't we have the stadium? It should just be 16, 16, 16, oh, mate, 16, 16. I reckon
1: the tournament organisers would be saying, oh, they might have left. I'm telling you...
0: It would have been full.
1: It would have been full in two seconds if yep. anybody left. Yep. And just going back and forth, back and forth yep. on the stadium hole. Until
0: someone makes birdie.
1: That That hole is the reason 200,000 people go mm-hmm. through on a Saturday, it's the reason why it breaks records. That hole is the reason that this tournament now is one of the most watched events in the world of golf. Yep. That hole. Yeah. So it's got to feature in the playoff. It has to. I mean, even if it goes 16, then the short 17th, then back to 16, mm-hmm. 17. You got cards. There were
0: four holes. They didn't go there.
1: Oh mate. I it's a no-brainer. It. They should have just. It. It, 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 I if, saw it out, and I was yeah. thinking
0: the exact same thing when I was watching. If it
1: was just me. It's just 16 over yeah. and over again. No quiet signs. How about, did you see that this year? No quiet signs yeah, on I the 16th it. hole. And, uh, Ricky, Much better.
0: Ricky Fowler, before he teed off, was giving the hands up, make some noise, yeah. make some noise, and wanted the crowd to actually be you know. That's screaming it. And, screaming and did you see the, the
1: noise meter? Like, it was always yeah. about 0.7, whatever that means. <laughs> it means that there is, you know, a loud, quite a loud buzz. No one's being told to shut up. Yeah. Everyone's drinking beer, watching the TV screens, doing whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. eating chicken wings. I don't know. But there is just consistent noise, and that's no issue. What about the players who took issue with being booed if they missed the green or if they made a bogey?
0: (laughs) What? There was. Deals. I mean, line up. They'll remember you next time, mate. Speaking of remembering, they will
1: remember you next time.
0: Yeah. There was one boy who came up short of the green and got down and gave himself 20 push-ups. I can't remember Uh, who the player (laughs) was. It was very good to watch. See, that's great. All that stuff is great. Do you think Bubba Watson will ever go back?
1: Uh, I think his sponsors would be uh, a little disappointed with saying that they were the only reason that he turned up to the tournament. I mean, he's got... To be fair, Bubba Watson has limited social graces. (laughs) To be fair, he's in a world that... You know, the guy has a hovercraft as his golf buggy and uses it. Says a bit. So it's says it, the guy he's in he's living in a world that, you know, none of us don't really understand. Yeah. He buys a six hundred thousand dollar watch just, just for fun. He bought Tiger's house. He lives in Tiger's House. God knows why. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <You> know, that's, <laughs> that's different. That's a bit unusual. <laughs> if you're a golfer, I mean you'd let somebody else, you know, mm. claim by Tiger's house I don't, Look I don't know He's a strange He's a strange unit yeah. Unusual character um, And saying that sort of stuff Before a tournament I mean What a drop kick Yeah I, Honest to God Drop kick And copped it Yeah good did oh they pay out? I didn't see him oh, on sixteen. Copped it. Paid out. And then he
0: tried to walk around with some sponsors' product and throw no. them up to the crowd, and they they sort of went. No.
1: No, 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 no. How about Charlie Hoffman, who is you know he wears green all the time, wears the green glove. He's Mister Waste Management. Mister yep. Waste Management tournament, and uh, he hit one the two feet, the closest of the day, and they went bananas. Yep. I mean, all, so you, you can just you can endear yourself to people yep. by how's this. Being nice—that's mm. <laughs> all you've got to do. It's just be nice, and yep. some pros, they are just so caught up in their own little worlds that they just can't take off their professional face for 135 yards. Yep. That's all—it's all that's required. 135 How, yards of let's so have serious?
0: fun. Why are they so serious?
1: They didn't play footy growing <laughs> up. That's what I put it down to, Jules. They it, just didn't. They it, were golfers from the start. The
0: individual sports style that we see with tennis players yeah. and You
1: what, played footy probably. Now if yeah. if you said anything stupid when you were playing footy, you would get a punch in the arm from yeah. just about everybody in that team. Yeah. And because of that, Jules, you learnt not to say stupid stuff. <laughs> These guys don't have that. Yeah. If they say something stupid when they're a fourteen year old, you know, phenom, phenom, then the stupidness they actually get applauded for their stupidness. They go, oh, that's a good one, Jules. Hey, do you want to go play now? That's the story. They're just they're moronic. And there's lots of them. It's an insular game. Um, the only way you get good is spending hours and hours and hours by yourself, which probably doesn't help if you,
0: Looking you know. To increase your social skills a little if you,
1: bit. If you, if, you, if you lack basic social skills, uh, spending a ridiculous amount of time by yourself doesn't help things. And unfortunately, you know, that's the way it goes. But if we didn't have guys like those types, yep. then you wouldn't have rippers like Ernie Ells and, you know, everybody else, yeah. Jason Day and, and Jordan Spieth. So yes, there are a lot of dopey characters walking the fairways of world tours everywhere, but there are also absolute standout human beings and thankfully they're playing our game, That's, which is good.
0: Well, there was one non human being playing the game. Non human Did you see Eldrick? The robot get the hole in one. Oh, they call 60? it Eldric. Yeah,
1: I didn't know they called it Eldric. Yeah. Apparently, apparently <laughs> they've got these little uh, controls, um, and they basically line it up line, line Eldric up. Yeah, by with their eye. And if the ball's going six foot right, they just turn a little screw.
0: <laughs> so this is a robot that hits a golf ball. For everyone yeah. out there listening, hasn't seen it. And yep. on the 16th, they lined him up, hole in one, and yep. the joint went ballistic. Went
1: ballistic. <laughs> Was it the first go, or did they uh, actually? I, I re- No, I reckon they no, would have the the fiddled with the screws. They would have fiddled with the screws. They'd taken Eldrick to uh, Sawgrass as well. Oh, for the yeah. islander. Yeah. Well, because yeah. that that hole now, that hole now is learnt from um, uh, the Waste Management Tournament. And now they are now slowly getting in tune with what is possible. So the 17th at Sawgrass is now turning into a bit of a stadium itself. And again, here's another opportunity. Uh, it's always going to be played at Sawgrass. Don't put in the temporary. Put the permanent in. Yeah. Make it a feature. You know, really do it. Do do yourself a justice because, you know, to go and play the, the island hole is one thing, but if the stadium was there as well, and the lights are on, and you know, you get up on the tee, and here's your name going up. You know, <laughs> yeah. it would be enormous. It's the fifth
0: attempt, Marco. Just been yeah. told, so it's fifth
1: the fifth, attempt. the fifth attempt. Oh, it's good. What a, what a fantastic producing we've got here. Yeah. Magnificent. We like it.
0: Yep, very uh, good. very good. Now, yeah. but
1: can you imagine if you, you know, you're walking from the um the 16th to the 17th, into your go at Sawgrass, and there's a little guy there going, "What's your name?" You say, "Jules," and he's Mark, and what's your score today? And you say, well, "I'm two up on." three Stalford points or whatever yep. and your name comes up with your score <laughs> as you're teeing off yep. I mean they, all that sort of stuff imagine the photos it'd be enormous Ugh. enormous I mean, If they, they should do it they should yep. do it they've got the money over there god 600 bucks a game yeah. just build the stadium <laughs> for goodness <sakes.
0: laughs> Right, we're going to get to a break this is the clubhouse we're going to get stuck into the Vic Open uh, Marco's top five tournament golf holes we mentioned that last mm. week from a spectacle point of view just, not, his, not, the not the best, best golf holes from a spectacle
1: you can't turn away holes
0: yep got to watch them. Got to watch. So the 16th at Phoenix uh, is what brought this out. Yep. You mentioned it last week. You've been doing homework throughout it's the week. It's a factor. We're I won't tell you
1: that. where it comes in, but it's definitely a factor.
0: All right. And uh, we're going to get the Pro Shop as well, Marco, where we can compare and talk a little bit of uh, golfing apparel and equipment yeah, and good. whatnot coming right. up. So good stuff. good stuff. Plenty more to come right after this. This is The Clubhouse. My name's Julian Bayard. Mark Allen is here. We'll be back right after this. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The
1: Clubhouse.
0: Great to have your company across Australia. This is the Clubhouse. Mark Allen is in this chair. My name's Julian Bayard as well. Great to be with you. Marco, Vic Open, you were there. Unfortunately, we've already spoken about that. Just
1: not on the weekend. Uh, just went there on the just Saturday, not on the Sunday. weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to Kiwi veteran Michael Long, who claimed the uh, men's Vic Open, and to Georgie Hall, who was the win- women's yeah. tournament winner. Now,
1: Three tournaments now for Michael Long. Yep. He actually turned pro the same day I did. Did he really? Yeah. He. Oh, well, well basically, I think he... He'd won a New Zealand Open amateur, and I think he got straight through uh, based on that. And I uh, went through the same day. So we all went through together a long time go. ago. He's won three tournaments now. I, I was surprised he only won two before that. So he won the 1996 New Zealand Open. That's a tournament where I birdied three in a row, got to the lead and choked like a pig and came seventh. So he went on to win that tournament. Real Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's just in the back of my mind. And uh, he also won... Uh, which one was the Greek Norman Classic, or it was, a, it was a very big tournament at Hope Island that he won there as well? And actually, that week he put his putter down behind the ball. Oh, no, that might have been Peter Lonard. No, he was he was involved. He put his putter down behind the ball, and he stopped and turned away, and he said, "My ball moved," and called a shot on him. I really? Think it was either, look, that was either him or. It was Peter Lonard. It was one of them. I think yep. it might have been. I think might have been Michael Long. Okay. So he's won three now, and for him to win this one, especially when the prize money gets up uh, to three hundred thousand total, fifty-four thousand, I think he won altogether. Yep. Uh, and what I've been told is that uh, next year it's going to be a million dollars between these events. Really? Yep. So five hundred thousand nice. dollars a piece. Uh, Georgia Hall also, nineteen-year-old from, I think she's from Scotland. I think that's right. We'll say Europe. Yep. She's from. Uh, <laughs> She's from Europe or Great Britain. Um, but as a 19-year-old to come all the way down here and win, uh, that's a hard thing to do. And uh, she's beat a pretty good field. I mean, we've got the Australian Ladies Open uh, this week coming up. Uh, so a lot of the girls are going straight from, or not straight, but basically from the Vic Open. They'll get to Adelaide at some stage mm-hmm. and play. So it was a pretty good field for the girls as well. So for a teenager to do that, it is excellent. Yep. Really, really good. So I feel a bit for Maddie Miller, who was in the playoff, oh, yeah. Michael Long.
0: It's a pretty dramatic playoff, Marco. <laughs> what about the shot from uh, from Michael Long?
1: Yeah, ridiculous. I it's mean, talk you, us lo- through it. you lose your ball. I mean, the, the second shot at the 18th, it's normally the fourth, okay? So if you've can, if you played 13th Beach before, it's actually the fourth hole, the par four that comes back to the clubhouse, which is the 18th for the tournament week. By the way, if anyone from 13th Beach is listening, that's the way it should be played all year long. Listen up. It's clearly the best 18th hole that you've got out there. Um, you have The second shot goes over uh, a reed full, uh, a lake full of reeds. Um, and Michael Long's hit the biggest snap hook in history right into him. So game over, it's over. Yep. Gets in there and his ball somehow is sitting up from the bottom. Now, if his ball was actually on the deck of uh, this dry uh, lake bed, sometimes it's dry, sometimes it's not. um He's stuffed because you, you, you can't fight your club down and through and hit the ball anywhere near with any. But it was sitting up. It was about a foot off the ground. I asked him yesterday, it was three foot off the ground. If I ask him next week, it'll be level with his eyes. You know <laughs> the story. actually hitting up. Yeah, he was actually had <laughs> to reach up. <laughs> Ten years from now, he was reaching up. Yeah, but because it was sitting up, he had a chance, and he thought, oh, well, stuff it, I'll have a go, and he's hit it the 10 foot and hold the 10 footer, and Matty Miller's missed his birdie putt. So a ridiculous way to finish, but a fabulous tournament. Crowds were unbelievable. I believe following the last group in the playoff, it was about four or five deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's enormous. That's great. That is enormous. Next year, uh, I think uh, we had a word, it was five bucks to park your car, $5 entry. I think next year, it's going to be 10 bucks to park your car, free entry. And again, you're just doing everybody a favour. It it means people talking about the tournament, that's it, how they end the interview. It's free to get in. They'll get even more people there next year. They'll probably make the same sort of money um, they did, even though they're only charging twice as much and no entry fee next year. Maybe, you know, that's on the cards when I spoke to the people organising the event. Um, it's going to be one of the most, one of the best attended tournaments this country's got going at the moment. And it's... You know, it's down in Geelong. Yep. So a credit to Gulf Victoria, a credit to absolutely everybody uh, in New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia, Perth. I mean, the people running those Gulf um, states, they need to come and have a look at what's going on down here because it is simply a blueprint for all the regional opens and PGAs uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. It, it, it works so well.
0: Absolutely. Congratulations to them and congratulations to everyone who took part, mm. Marco. Yeah, that was
1: great. Absolutely. It was really, really good.
0: Sensational. All right, your top five. We've been talking about it now. <laughs> you've got your top five. Stadium, or not stadium holes, but st- uh, golf holes. Golf
1: it's, holes, uh, you can't look away. Yep. Tournament holes where you've just, if it's on the box, you've got Bang, to watch. Got to watch. Right. Down the bottom at number five. Yep. Lowly number five. The 17th at St. Andrews, the road hole you actually have to hit the ball over a building to start, over a building and land on a slither or fairway. The further left you go, the harder your second shot is. If you manage to hit the fairway, because there's out of bounds on the right, if you manage to hit the fairway, that's only half the battle because they always put the pin behind the road hole bunker <laughs> and then the fun begins. But uh, if you want to be greedy and, and mess with the pin, then you bring in the road that sits right behind the hole. It's a car, you, you can't look away whole. Yeah, It is great. Coming in at number four. Number four. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. The 16th Ooh, at TPC four. Scottsdale. Now, this hole, if there was no stadium and no fraternities, <laughs> is a real boring hole. There is nothing to it. Yep. There is a tee. There is a green. 135 yards apart. I think there's one bunker. Basically a useless hole. Yep. But because of what... The tradition has been built in the last 10, 15 years, and now there is 30,000 people, maybe even more, 50,000 people just around this one hole. The booing, the cheering, the disrespect.
0: <laughs> we love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> number four. <I> like
1: it. <laughs> right, number three, the island hole, the TBC, oh, yep. uh, Sawgrass. We're seeing it uh, the side. Players' Championships these days. Uh, Ricky Fowler won his Players' Championship right there. Uh, the man at the moment uh, that we've been speaking about. So the 17th of TBC, the Island Hole, is a ripper. Uh, the hole we're playing this week, um, the Pebble Beach. You say if you turn your TVs on in a tick, Pebble Beach will come up. Uh, it'll be the third round of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, uh, the 18th hole at Pebble Beach, with the Pacific running from T to Green, to decide a US Open if you've ever played the hole. You know the drive. It's a pretty tight drive if you get back on the back tees where the pros are playing from. Uh, again, a slither or a fairway. Second shot if you're good enough to have a ping. It's just a can't-look-away hole. Yep. And the number one.
0: Number one.
1: Can't-look-away hole in the history of our sport. US Masters, 13th at Augusta. You got, a, you got Rays Creek swirling from green to T. You've got overhanging limbs where pros now have to hit three woods around the corner because the ball's going so far. Uh, The more you turn it, the easier the second shot is and the flatter you lie. But the more you turn it, you bring not only Ray's Creek into play but the overhanging branches. Yep. And uh, even if you bail out, you still have a chance (laughs) to get there. But the ball literally is two feet above your feet. Yep. Um, and uh, again, raise creek right in front. And generally speaking, on Saturday and Sunday, this is where you can lose and win the Masters. How
0: many balls have we seen go in that creek?
1: Millions. Yeah. Yeah. At big times too. Big times too. No, it's a, it's a great hole. Yeah, I can't imagine a more spectacular hole. And when you actually go there, the flat. I mean, that's just that's just the hole. When you actually go Don't there, drop. the flowers. My God, the yeah. dogwoods and the oh mate, it's just it is it is. Unbelievable. Um, easily the number one hole. Easily. Yeah. The most fearsome, spectacular tournament golf hole in the world.
0: Very nice. Great list, Marco.
1: Good on you, buddy. Great Bye. list.
0: Well, we have to make it top five every week.
1: Oh, I'm happy to do it. I'm, t- I'm more than happy to do a top five every week. Yeah. Yeah, no All worries. Right. We we'll just talk about it before the show. We'll get Are it done segment? in two seconds. Yeah, yeah done.
0: <laughs> All right, it's time for on the clubhouse, the pro shop. All right, the Pro Shop is going to be our second regular segment in this show after Marco's top five. I don't mind. uh, We're going to have a look at some uh, golfing equipment, apparel, compare, contrast, different things. Last week we looked at blades uh, versus the perimeter-weighted clubs. Yes. We decided the perimeter-weighted clubs was the way to go.
1: Absolutely. Well, Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, sort of, and uh, Jordan Jordan Spieth are all using perimeter-weighted clubs. One, two, and three in the world. Ricky Fowler? No, Ricky Fowler's using... Bates, yep. so that's probably why he's number four, all right, and not in the big three.
0: And now, this one is a question, Marco. That um, most people who are buying a new set of clubs will come across, yep, and they are getting their irons, uh, their iron set, yep. They might get a, an irons from four to pitching wedge uh, yep. or four to sandwich, whatever you might get. Yep. And then the question comes, two iron, three iron, or do you want to go with the hybrid, hybrid. club? So today we're going to debate two V three iron versus right. the hybrid
1: club. Right, the, the hybrid club is really simple with the hybrid club. It gets the ball up. The launch angle is sensational. Uh, the graphite shaft means it's easy to swing, nice and lightweight. And also the low kick point, yeah, lower lower kick point in a graphite shaft helps the launch angle as well. Big sweet spot also. Yep. So, uh, compared to a three-iron, whether it's premium weighted or a blade, I mean, really, the only blokes using blade three-irons these days are the elite ball strikers in the whole world. So, if you play once a week or twice a week and think you're in that bracket, think again, sunshine. <laughs> you're not even close. Change your attitude, mate. You change your attitude <laughs> immediately. You're not even close. Yep. So, uh, but... but actually having a three-iron that's perimeter-weighted or a four-iron that is perimeter-weighted, that that's a serious option. It is a serious option. Generally speaking, if you if, if play golf courses regularly on golf courses that have enormous greens, um, then yeah, the three-iron or the four-iron perimeter-weighted, I think you get more control. I think the ball goes straighter. Um, but... The ball won't stop on a small green, a small hard green. It just will not stop. So if you play greens like you know, Kingston Heath or if you're up in New South Wales and you play um, a course like uh, New South Wales Golf Club, uh, La Perouse, uh, Hope Island up in Queensland, mm-hmm. you know, tiny little firm greens is the way I remember Hope Island. It might have changed since I played there 15, 20 years ago. But if you're if you're playing these golf courses with tiny little greens, then please – go get yourself a five wood or a 20 degree I mean the five wood these days has got 18 degrees yep. uh, a hybrid you can get a 21 degree hybrid or a, you get the seven wood's got 20 degrees which is an old five wood but if you're using if, you, if you're playing a golf course regularly that has firm greens the three iron doesn't matter whether it's uh, perimeter weighted or not you're going to have a lot of trouble stopping the ball with any consistency Um, but then you've got to bring the other stuff into play if you're playing a golf course like Woodlands down here in Victoria that requires a lot of um, uh, very pinpoint uh, strategy off the tee then the hybrids mightn't be your club because I always find the hybrids um, go strange distances for me so sometimes you can nail one and it goes Mm -hmm. 200 metres the next time you can hit it average off the toe and it goes 210 metres That won't happen with the irons, with the with the with the longer irons. So, look, basically, if you need to hit the ball high, it's a no-brainer. Either go the the seven wood, which is a twenty-degree five yep. wood, or go the twenty-one degree hybrid, nineteen-degree hybrid. It's a no-brainer if you just need to get the ball up in the air. If you're having trouble getting the ball up in the air, or if you don't find the sweet spot, get the hybrid. It's a bigger sweet spot. But if you're playing a tight golf course that requires you to hit irons off the tee and pinpoint accuracy, so. You Perfect for the next shot, then maybe the other way yeah, is for you. But there, there are arguments for and against. But basically, it depends where you're playing most of your golf. There you go. Good I shot. hope that made sense. I like it. I hope I like that it. made sense. I've got a mix. I've got a five wood.
0: So I've used a five wood. Yeah, yep. five. My mate, five my, woods the
1: way my to go. Club. Way to go, Rory McIlroy, five wood. Mm. I mean, he hits the ball further than anybody else. He's got an eighteen degree five wood. Yep. Which is kind of eighteen degrees it used to be like a four four wood loft. That's what I've got. Yeah, there you go. 18 degree five wood. Yep. Beautiful.
0: I'm using it more than my driver at the That's moment. It. It's uh, beautiful. Up the tee. And then
1: my three iron is one of those great big fat three irons. Yep. And I'm about to put a graphite shaft in that as well. Right. So I can just get a little extra, a little extra um, launch angle right. as well. So you can fiddle with your bag and you can make it suit all kinds of courses, but you've just got to kind of know what you're doing. So go go talk to your local PGA professional. Yep. They know what they're on about. Very good. Explain the golf course where you play, explain what you're trying to do, and he'll sort it out. It's not, uh, it's not um, brain science or rocket surgery. It's neither. <laughs> (laughs) I like it. Very nice.
0: uh, That is the Pro Shop on the Clubhouse. My name's Julian Bard. Mark Allen is here. After this, we're going to go inside the Clubhouse, listen to a chat Marco's done during the week.
1: Michael Sim, mate. He used to be a superstar. He won a battlefield call-up a while ago, Mm. which means if you win three times on the web.com tour, you go straight to the big time. This kid did it and then fell away, but he's just starting to find a bit of form. We had a great chat with him earlier in the week.
0: We'll have a listen to that. We're also going to have a chat about the uh, Dubai Desert Classic, uh, the European tour that uh, was over on the last week as well. Happy to, This is The Clubhouse, back with plenty more right after this. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. You certainly are. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you on The Clubhouse. And we do it all thanks to Club Mandalay Golf Course, Melbourne's newest golfing experience in the north, Mm. Marco. Uh, Have you played out there yet? No.
1: You're list. supposed to organise. I am the day. supposed.
0: We're going to go up there. Yeah, I'm We're happy gonna, to. Might do some recordings, but you can. Going to yeah. play at Melbourne's newest golf course. It's Club Mandalay, located just off the Hume Highway in Melbourne's North. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Mm. For go to the, the gallery. The pictures look good. They're sensational. Mm. played there with Dr. Turf, who is a great friend of the show. Yeah, so we love uh, Dr. Turf. Yes, we
1: yeah. love him. Although I didn't get him an invite he, to the uh, Victorian PGA Ooh. this week. He was a dirty bit I'm dirty. Oh, mate! <laughs> e- expletive. Laden (laughs) text he sent me during the week.
0: Hey, before we get into a chat you did with Michael Sim earlier in the week, we should say Mm. congratulations to Danny Willett, who took out the Dubai Desert Classic. He made a 15 foot birdie on the last hold when his fourth European Tour title. It's a spectacular
1: event now, Dubai. And with all the course, the course looks unbelievable. You know what they did this year, which I'm impressed with? Um, They've usually had ryegrass all the way through. Now they've uh, overseeded their fairways with a fescue. And that made a big difference to the, the look and the playability of the golf course. Um, fescue doesn't need as much water, mm-hmm. and uh, this grass it just made hitting the fairway a little bit more difficult. There was a little bit more, you know, fire in the fairway, which means the ball can bounce along a little bit. But uh, you have to be reasonably straight. Uh, in years gone past, it was just, you know, real bombers just hit it as far as you can, yeah. um, and the ball would stop for Rory. You know, he seems to win here every second year, or I think he might have won three in a row at this joint at one stage, something ridiculous. He won his first
0: ever tournament there back in 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. but yeah, but I think that what they did with the fairways, the different grass, the uh, the, the fescue in the fairway. So they overseed the cooch grass with a fescue yep. uh, in the cooler months, and it made a huge difference. It looked, it looked sensational. Oh. It's a great venue. Of course, I want to play at some stage. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're stopping off, if you're on the way somewhere else to stop, I mean, it looks, it looks great. And um, also, with all the... You know, every year that they go there, they show... The golf course and the backdrop of what it was like when they first played there, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah, it was like you know, (laughs) one building. One building, (laughs) and now you can just see it's the skyline is ridiculous. And then they go across and they show you all these cranes with the more development. I mean, it's going to be New York. Mm. In the the backdrop will be New York soon. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful, and and again, it's a place you want. to How good is
0: it when they show the from behind a player when they're teeing off, and you look down the fairway, and there's. Ten skyscrapers yeah. in the background. It's like it's the, awesome. Was it the eleventh? Yeah. Very different from the eleventh at Albert Park in Melbourne it, it when you're is, heading off and the, the it's buildings are in right the It is
1: sensational. Once upon a time, once upon a time, two hundred years ago, uh, hitting off at um, St Andrews on the eighteenth. That would have been the version. Yeah. You know, had, <laughs> had all these, you know, these little buildings. Old Tommy Morris's golf shop, and yeah, you know, oh, two and three stories high. It would have been the equivalent. To what we're seeing with the 50-storey joints in the background now. I mean, it, look, it looks beautiful. It yep, does.
0: It certainly does. Roy McIlroy was over there. Didn't uh, have his best game. It was up and down. Played well in bit. the last... Uh,
1: yeah. yeah he, he comes good at some stage. Yeah, he
0: had a, a poor run, I think, on the Friday. I yeah. think he did.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, and, and the other one, I've got to say that uh, Bryson DeChambeau, the yep. uh, US amateur, made every cut in the Arab Nation tournaments. One, two, three in a row. So not only did he play well at Huntingdale uh for the Australian Masters, where I think he came second, type of second, behind Peter Sr. He's gone on this little you know, this little journey of his and he's made three cuts in a row on the European tour. So this kid's ready to go. He's ready to turn pro and um you know he's a new character that we're gonna see around the tours of the world. I'm not sure how he's gonna go. Yeah. I think he's having a nice little I don't know <laughs> a nice little look around as an amateur. Yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> there
0: you go. See sure right. what happens interview you did during the week, Mark. We're going to have a listen to it because you yeah. said this is a fascinating chat. And I'm uh, really keen to hear it.
1: Michael Sim is a young guy who we used to talk about like uh, we did, you know, a young Ryan Ruffles or yeah. um, Jason Day. And he went to the web.com tour, uh, courtesy of some good stuff, good uh, golf here in Australia. Mm. when we had some web.com tour events on our on our schedule. He actually won three in a year. And uh, that gives you, a, they call it in America, a battlefield call-up, which means great name. It means you go straight from the web.com, you get to the big time. Yep. Tiger Woods just heaved praise on him at, at that time. And then he kind of went missing, had injuries and all that kind of stuff. Shot 500 in his first round at Huntingdale this week at the Mercedes-Benz Truck & Bus Victorian PGA. Uh, and we got him in for a chat. Good to see you, Michael. Thanks for popping in. Not a problem. Good to be here. Tell us about the Um, I, I used to play at the Hogan Tour, so that's a yeah. long time ago, like 1994. Right? Is Ben and, still playing? Uh, top 50. <laughs> So it was always top 50 cuts. And, and the blokes who had been back and forth from the big tour back to the yeah. Hogan tour back then, they're always saying the cuts are actually harder to make yeah. on the secondary tour because it's top 50 instead of top 70. Yeah. So, what, what's the breakdown now on, on the web.com? Because you've been to both. You've been to the yep. show and you've been playing dot yep. web.com for a number of years now. What's it like trying to make a living, trying to grind week after week on that web.com? Yeah, com? I'd
2: probably have to agree with you on the, on the cut situation. I mean, you look at Phoenix last week, it was probably 120 guys for 70. So, only. At least only 50, 45, 50 guys missing the cut, where the web.com is 156 players, 144 most weeks for, I Top think, 50, 50 still, sp- or it No, I think it's pushed to 60 now. Yeah. Uh, maybe 65. Yeah. So I mean, you're still looking at almost 100 guys, not to 100 guys, and so. real
1: hungry guys too. Exactly, trying to, trying like,
2: to uh, move up. Obviously, at that tour, every dollar, every dollar counts really to to get because everyone's out there to get in the top 25 to to get back to the PGA Tour. So. Um, what about the difficulty in golf course, Scott? Because
1: I mean, again, when I was playing in '94, everyone who'd been up to the big tour was saying this is just a baby
2: course compared to what we play week in, week out on the tour. I mean, again, you, ha- you've
1: played at both.
2: Yeah, I'd have are to they agree. little courses? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, if you look at if you look at cuts and, and winning scores on the on the web, you are looking, you know there's a stretch there for a month that's probably four to seven under and just in cuts, halfway cuts. So and then the winners always. Over 20, where the PGA Tour, you, you rarely see someone shoot 20 these days. It's normally between 10 to 15. So um, I think you have to drive the ball better on the PGA Tour. Um, obviously, length these days is a it's a huge factor of the game. And you know, look at guys Bubba Watson, JB Holmes. And they, when these guys are driving the ball well, they just eat up courses. And that's why you know they're at the top of the leaderboard because you know if they miss a fairway, they're probably coming out with a wedge or a nine iron whereas, You know, the average guy misses a fairway, you, you can't get to the green sometimes. You're coming out there with a four to a six iron. So it's a big advantage. Length is a big advantage on on that tour. It's a ruthless game. It's a cutthroat career. Yeah. And, and it seems, Marky, correct me if I'm wrong. Right, as well, that the best guys are getting better at the top level. Yeah. So when you're sort of hovering around among that second rung, yeah, how, how hard is it to maintain your focus? Yeah, I mean, I've probably I've been up and down. I've played in Australia and obviously web and won on the web and played PJ Tour and fell off and yeah. fell off web. So I mean, I still got small status there now. And uh, it's just if, unless you win on the PJ Tour or European Tour, you your career is really not safe. Uh, if you win on those tours, you've, you've got a category for life. And um, that's something that probably every pro here is is uh, striving to achieve but so that brings with it its own pressures of course if you haven't got yeah. that status mm-hmm. so that that grind mentally I mean the physical demands of the game are, are evident we know what required yep. there but mentally how do you deal with that do you have someone that you talk to or mentor you through all that sort of um, stuff I mean i've I've got a lot of notes from when I when I played well like all the you know the tournaments that I won in America I, I I wrote notes down on, on what I did well that week and I just you know revert back just like this week it's like felt like I was only here two months ago and yep. you know my game plan today was practically exactly the same so it's probably a reason why um, you know I had a good score today and obviously coming off good form last week so it's um, you know you get in a groove of, of knowing courses and and going from there no more
1: tour school to get straight onto the big time uh, yeah. the PGA tours what are the goalposts posts this year on the web.com what do you have to do Where do you have to finish and that,
2: that, that uh, tour yeah. end of the, the fall series what, what's the story this year um, it, it's still top 25 I mean I don't have I've got very limited status I'm just in a low past champion category so you need to win yeah, well, I need to get a start. Like, I'm a long way out, so the only way I could get a start would be through invite, really. Mm. So uh, I'm going to try and head over there mid-year and do some Monday qualifiers. There's a couple of tournaments that are back-to-back that I won in 2009, so... You'll might get be those, to, will you? I'm out of the five-year category now, so my three wins in 2009 were, that's at six years ago. So I just missed that category, so, um, you know, I've still got status, but... Um, yeah, I'm not, we'll place, not getting
1: starts. What about just in the background now? We're, we're hearing that maybe our tournaments, all three of them or four of them, Perth International as well, mm. hopefully the Masters kicks along, yep. um, New Zealand as well, Maybe part of the European, a, a bigger European-type circuit. Is that uh, something that you'd look at?
2: Yeah, I've definitely heard the rumour that the Australia and Asia, South Africa and Europe are going to try and become one, uh, make it like a world tour. Uh, whether that happens, you know, it would be, be awesome for... For, for the Australian players, it'd just be very hard to work out categories. But if that happens, it'd be, you know, it'd be great to, to live in Australia and, and play that tour.
0: There you go, Marco. Michael Sim, great chat.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy. Good luck to him too. Good fella. We hope he goes well. We'd love to see him uh, representing our country in uh, the big tournaments again.
0: Certainly would. That's inside the clubhouse for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Think golf in Melbourne. Think Club Mandalay. It's just 20 minutes from Melbourne Airport off the Hume Highway. Clubmandalay.com.au for all the details. Back next, Marco's Masterclass. Free lesson in golf right after this.
1: Marco's Masterclass.
0: It's time for a free golf lesson on the clubhouse. My name's Julian Bard. You're going to be listening intently to Mark Allen, who's in the studio with me here. And what are we looking at today?
1: Well, Jules, I'm going to go against something that I used to preach today.
0: Mm.
1: Once upon a time when I was a professional golfer and I was practicing my chipping an hour a day, an hour and a half every day, practice rounds, chip, 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 chip. You get pretty good at chipping and you don't need bounce. You don't need a bailout at that stage. So most pros you'll find have a very low bounce you know on their sand irons and chipping clubs and that's the way it always was for a long time now that I don't uh, I have found I've gone the other way I, all of my clubs now if if I get a if I want a 60 degree sand iron I actually get a 58 and bend it to 60 and that gives me two extra degrees of bounce and what it does is it stops you from fluffing your chips so if you don't have time to practice your chipping as much as maybe you did when you were a kid like me these days, get rid of the sand irons with no bounce. The, the sand irons that you used to use as a kid, they're handy when you're practicing a lot because you know you don't care about fluffing chips. You just don't. You won't fluff a chip because you're playing all the time, yep. um, and it's and it's fantastic. You don't need it, and you, you can do more. But if you are a weekend warrior these days. And you're thinking about going and buying yourself some new sandines. Make sure you can get a lot of bounce, an absolute lot of bounce. One, because there's a lot of bounce, you actually have to put your hands forward to get the leading edge down a little bit, mm-hmm. and that helps your chipping anyway because uh, you want to make contact with the shaft leaning forward. But two, you're not going to dig in behind the ball very often because the sole of the club will act like a fin, like a you know a surfboard fin, and if it hits the ground, it won't dig in. If you've got lots of bounce, if you've got no bounce then the face digs in behind the ball and you hit the ball two yeah, two, two inches sometimes. Yep. You put the divot on top of the ball at worst case scenario. But if you're chipping with a lot of bounce on your irons, then it's very, very hard to duff a chip. So you mightn't be as precise as you once were, but you won't look like a dill. Dill hitting it a foot.
0: Or hitting it a foot. <laughs> We've all done that. Yeah.
1: So once upon a time, yeah, low bounce was, um, was the sign that you could play. If you went in and said, no, 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 I want the lowest bounce possible, it meant you could play a bit. It did. But if you're not chipping all the time, uh, revisit those non-bounce sandwiches, get down to your local PGA professional and go find some sandwiches with plenty of bounce, even if you have to increase loft, because if you increase loft, you increase bounce. Uh, That way, it's going to be very, very hard to duff your chips. Anyway, so there's a bit of an equipment I like it. Masterclass. Very
0: oh, yeah. nice. Hey, Marco, been great to have you in this week.
1: No worries, mate. Looking for, forward to next week already. And yeah. you are doing a cracking job too. I uh, appreciate it. It's great fun you're being doing in well. here, Marco. It's Good um, fun.
0: opposite to my personal golf game at the moment, which is going When backwards. are we going to
1: play? When are we going to play? Uh, whenever you want. Oh, um, I'll bring you down to Kingston 8th very soon. I like it. you get Fridays off? Uh, no. Friday mornings? <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm sure i will speak to Hutchie and work something out. <laughs> work something out soon, <laughs> see next We'll bring week. Hutchie
1: too. See ya.